0: Gen X and Gen Z talk reality TV. I'm Alex. And I'm
1: Hannah. And today we're talking about Survivor 44 episode 11. So
0: Han, at the end of episode 11, when we found out that Danny was going home, I wanted to sing the song, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead.
1: (gasps) Oh my gosh! Wait, That's literally the same idea I had when I just finished watching it. I'm not even kidding.
0: I didn't know if you would know what that was a reference to,
1: though. So it's so fun that you know what I mean. Wait, no, I seriously was going to come in here cheering that song. And then I was going to change which to Danny. And I was going to go, ding
0: dong, Danny's gone. (laughs) That's so perfect. All right, Ian, though, let's back up a minute. Before we get ahead of ourselves, I wanted to talk about the very beginning of this episode when they get back from last tribal and Carolyn is so upset that Jam Jam and Carson didn't vote with her, but that's not the first time. But she reacted like it was.
1: Well, it was the first time that she was left out. She had left Jam Jam out on a vote, but this is the first time that no one filled her in oh yeah and she, and she said that that's why jam jam was like well you did this same thing to me and carolyn was like well it was just one time and jam jam was like well this is just one time too then and she's like well this just happened like it reminded me of, uh, of fights i've had with my sisters <laughs> <laughs> i might have witnessed some of those <laughs> but yeah i kind of want to talk about the dynamics between the three because the tika three is running the show And I'm like trying to figure out who is everyone's number ones in the three because Jam Jam and Carson just worked together and left out Carolyn. And for a while, it was seeming like Jam Jam and Carolyn were like soulmates. But then to me, it's kind of obvious that Carolyn wants to protect Carson more because she told Carson about the idol and didn't tell Jam Jam. He didn't find out till Tribal. So I'm like, Does Carolyn view Carson as her number one, but then does Jam Jam view Carolyn as his number one because he thinks that he can beat her in the end? Because Jam Jam even brought up towards the end the possibility of like, well, you know, Carson is a big threat and we're going to have to get rid of him eventually to Carolyn. And she was the one to say, no, we need him right now. So then I'm like, okay, well, who does Carson view as his number one? Like, I'm trying to figure out the hierarchy in the powerful three.
0: Did you also think that it looked like we were witnessing final three conversations between the three of them at this late stage of the game? There's no way those conversations could have been had for the first time, right? I'm just thinking about what you were saying in terms of who's each other number one is. Have they not even talked about like Final Three before?
1: I feel like this was the first time maybe they outright said Final Three, but I think they've always known on some level because they call themselves the Three Stooges and they're the last remaining people from their original tribe. I do agree that. Carolyn
0: is very close to Carson I mean she did use the idol on him but also that episode showed us how close she is to Jam Jam I feel like she really views Jam Jam as someone that is an important friend or support system to her because when she was starting to lose her mind about the game she said Jam Jam is my everything out here so it's kind of good because she's maybe separating the two but If it was Carolyn against Carson, I kind of think Carolyn would lose. I honestly think Carson beats both of them. So I don't know that Carolyn would want to sit next to Carson at the end. I'm not sure if it's Carolyn and Jam Jam who would potentially win. Again, I feel like maybe Jam Jam would beat her. Maybe Carolyn should, if she thinks it through, start to to look at other options.
1: I think to me, I viewed this episode as... Carolyn the strategist coming back because for a few episodes I feel like she kind of disappeared and let her emotions take over and we saw that at the beginning of the episode where she's really hurt by what they did because she does have this need to protect Carson in like a motherly way and she feels seen by Jam Jam as a person so like she has these deep personal connections with both of them and so that's why she was so upset that they left her out because she took that on a Human identity level of, oh, you guys aren't accepting me into your group. But then I feel like throughout the episode, we see her kind of wake back up. And I feel like she's now separating the two and starting to realize, okay, I am going to have to separate the game from my personal relationships with these guys.
0: Yeah, that is probably what's going on in her head. And she's been struggling with that kind of the whole time anyway because it is important to her from a personal level to make these authentic connections with people.
1: I feel like we saw that shift too because if she would have continued to just let her emotions run the game, she maybe wouldn't have used the idol on Carson and she would have been okay with getting rid of him like Jam Jam kind of brought up because she could have held you know resentment towards him for him not filling her in. But the fact that she was like, okay, I'm going to put that aside... And she said to Jam Jam, No, we need him right now because they do. They need the numbers still. And so she was able to use her idol on him. That's why I feel like her strategy mind is back.
0: Okay. So you think that was strategy of why she saved Carson and not because she just didn't want Carson to go home?
1: Yeah. I feel like she knows that she still needs Carson in the game. Although now that she did use the idol, I do think she's going to be the number one target because she put herself out there in front of everyone to say, okay, I'm controlling this vote because when I use this idol, that's going to dictate who goes home. So yes, it was strategy, but now it might come back to hurt her because Carson kept saying, oh, the three of us are playing an under the radar game. And while I was watching that, I was like, are you? like Everyone knows that the three of you are running it. But then I started to think, well, maybe just he is. Because Carolyn put herself out there saying that, okay, I'm in the power position because I have this idol, so I'm controlling this vote. Meanwhile, everyone's still wanting to like protect Carson and view him as this little kid. So maybe he's just the one that's playing under the radar.
0: Yes, it was a total power play that Carolyn played the idol for Carson and I think it was telling when she was talking to Jeff and she was like, well, I'm trusting people that didn't vote with me last time. And when she said that, I didn't specifically know if she meant Carson and Jam Jam, but really she was talking about Lauren and Jamie. And I think that's why she played the idol just in case she couldn't trust them. But why did she write down Lauren? So yes, she's a target. Yes, she showed she's a player, but also like What was Lauren's name doing on the parchment? I was just trying to come up with like what the plan would have been. Like she made Jam Jam swear, stick with Danny, stick with Danny. She's been wanting to get Danny out for so long. If she wouldn't have voted for Danny, it would have been catastrophic. So yes, her plan came together, but it was almost foiled by her.
1: Maybe because she didn't trust everyone that they would actually get rid of Danny because this has been like her life's goal the whole time is to get Danny out so maybe she was worried that they weren't actually voting for him yeah anyways I'm just really glad it worked out but you do have to remember that Carolyn was the one who picked up on the fact that the other side like outside of Tika was going to vote for Carson like Jam Jam didn't pick that up Carolyn that's why I'm like okay she's back in it because She was the one who said, I think they're going to target Carson. So maybe that vote for Lauren where it looked rogue or whatever was because she didn't know if Danny had an idol and she didn't know if that they were splitting the votes. Because if they split the votes between Carson and Carolyn and then she plays the idol for Carson and then she had the next number of votes...
0: No, I get it. And I did love that they finally listened to her. I was so worried that it was going to be more of the same when she was like, no, I think it's Carson on the radar. And they finally listened to her because she has been right in the
1: past and they've completely disregarded.
0: And then she put her money where her mouth was by playing her idol for Carson.
1: Okay, can we talk about Jamie and Lauren? Because they had this whole thing of, okay, we're in the power position this time around. And to me, as much as I am thrilled Danny went home, like this was my favorite episode so far. I feel like it would have been better, actually, for Lauren and Jamie to keep him. Because they voted with Carolyn, Jam Jam, and Carson. But it's like they're at the bottom of that alliance. Like at Tribal, they kept talking about how, yeah we shift and and maybe for one tribal we're working with these people but then that shifts the next time i think that's true in a lot of past seasons of survivor i do not think that's true right now like they keep saying everyone's shifting around it's like carolyn jam jam and carson yes she was left out of the last vote for but for the majority of the time they always come back to each other and they always decide who's going out together for the most part like that their votes are always aligned so when Jamie's like yeah we work with different people I'm like I feel like this season has been everyone sticking with who they're working with like Jamie and Lauren vote together the same Danny thinks he controls Heidi even though he doesn't but Carolyn Jam Jam and Carson stay working together I'm like it doesn't really switch that often like you don't see Carolyn and Danny teaming up or Jamie and Jam Jam like these random pairings you don't see that
0: yeah so I guess that's the alliances we've been looking for then kind of got identified the pairing of Heidi and Danny which by the way Heidi did such a great job of handling Danny because she was the only one that actually voted for him and I just thought she she did such a great job with that. And he's wandering around saying, who voted me for me? Who voted for me? And when Jam Jam told him the truth, he said even a first grader could see through that.
1: That once again just shows Danny's arrogance like, oh, well, you must be lying then because there's no way this woman who I think I've controlled this whole game, like he literally thinks Heidi does whatever he says, which is so not true. So he's like, there's no way that she would want to get me out. It's like he's so he can't see past his own ego. I didn't even think Heidi did that great of job of lying. I just think that Danny in no way wants to be like left out of anything going on. So he's like, no, Jim, Jim, you can't tell me this information. I know how it really is.
0: So, yeah, I guess Jamie and Lauren then have been a solid alliance pretty consistently. And obviously, Tika, like you said, has come back to each other, even if they haven't all voted the same. Sometimes they haven't voted the same, I think, to confuse the other players into thinking that they're not as solid as they actually are. But I also agree with you that Lauren and Jamie did make a mistake in getting rid of Danny instead of one of the Tika members. I was surprised to see that Lauren and Jamie went along with the Tika plan, I guess, It wasn't solid because, you know, you could see how much Carolyn struggled to know if the plan was actually going to be followed through. But I don't know that Jamie and Lauren can beat any of the Tika members. And I don't know that Danny has a lot of friends on the jury. So yeah, I totally agree that it wasn't in their best interest.
1: I just feel like throughout the whole game, they've been playing from like, okay, what's going to get us to the next one? What's going to get us to the next one? And that's why Jamie has this perspective of, oh, it keeps flipping who we're working with because that's true for her. But how does she not realize that when she's flipping, she just keeps flipping to the majority alliances, like working with the old Tika tribe. And then before she was working with like the old green tribe, like sometimes she works with Danny. Sometimes she works with, you know, Jam Jam and Carson. It's like she's flipping By being the bottom of these like alliances and groups. But how is she not realizing that these alliances and groups that she's joining are remaining? She's just becoming the last number of them to get through the next time. And that's why I'm like, I feel like Jamie and Lauren just made the path to the final three for Carson, Jam Jam and Carolyn so much easier with getting rid of Danny. because. If Danny, Heidi, Jamie, and Lauren had just put their egos aside on who is running it and worked together, they could have got out one of those people. Not that I want that to happen, but I'm just saying for their gameplay sake.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And you also make a good point about the fact that Jamie might perceive that she is playing a really great strategy with this flipping back and forth as I'm going to be the numbers of whatever plan is going through but i don't know that you ever win with that strategy like always being on the bottom and just being a number i mean it might get you to the end and honestly if any of the final tika members are smart they will be sitting with jamie and lauren and they will not be sitting with each other if they want to win a million dollars
1: I totally agree. But just from like a watching all the hard work that so many of the people put in and to have Jamie in the final three, which I think is going to happen because they can all beat her. I mean, that always upsets me when it's like the third person who just gets brought there. I mean, I don't like watching that. Probably because I am having terrible flashbacks of when I thought Gabler from last season was just the one to be brought there to get no votes and just sit there and then he wins. So, like, how horrifying if Jamie wins, who's done nothing, in my opinion.
0: That would be a tough pill to swallow,
1: Han. I'm, I'm not sure I could handle it. I, I can't handle it. I feel like right now, Jam Jam deserves to win the most. Like, even if you're annoyed with him sometimes about, like, oh, whoever writes my name down, they leave. I feel like he deserves it. I mean, he is able to have the social connections and make everyone like him, but then be able to change so quickly when he was like, well, should we just get rid of Carson? Should we just do this? He's able to let people go.
0: How great was it that Jam Jam won that immunity challenge? The conversation with him and Jeff at the beginning where he said, I've got these little fat fingers, so I don't know what kind of a snorkel it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I love him. This challenge is seriously my greatest, my biggest nightmare ever. Like, it it was hard for me to watch. I kept having to look away. Like, the noises of them, like, choking on water. This literally looks like torture every time this challenge is happening. And to be able to win that one... Like he didn't even know that he won. they had to come wake him up, which kind of terrified me also. I was like, wow, he can't even, he doesn't even know where he is anymore." i
0: know i totally agree i'm like trying to get a breath when i watch that and then they wrap their legs around the metal thing and i think when you're panicked you have to unwrap you might not unwrap in time like it's just but um to your point about jam jam playing a great game the fact that he won that and had won a challenge now yeah that like totally adds to his resume
1: Something else I noticed at the challenge when I wasn't squealing and covering my eyes from the discomfort of watching it was all the people on the bench, Jeff was like doing his classic, you know, motivation, like, you gotta dig. This is what it takes to be on Survivor. Lauren like mocked him and was like, you gotta dig, (laughs) like kind of under her breath. And it like didn't seem like, I mean, maybe she was just joking around. But I was like, finally, someone is like giving it back to Jeff because whenever we watch the challenges, we're always like, man, if Jeff wouldn't shut up, I would not be able to concentrate. And that would just get in my head because Jeff's always like trying to be motivational. But then it's actually just
0: annoying. <laughs> and Lauren like basically calls him out on exactly that during the challenge when he asks her a question. And she's like, Jeff, I just I can't even focus on you right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he was like, really? Like, he was like, how dare someone not answer my crafted question that I practiced 20 times in the mirror before we started recording?
0: I know. I feel like this is the first time that I've noticed instantly that Jeff has maybe been a bit out of bounds. Because in Tribal 2, when he was talking to Carolyn, and they were all talking, Lauren said something weird. Maybe that's why Carolyn wrote Lauren's name down. When she said something, it's a difference between experience and emotion that was crazy to me like you're calling out carolyn like that and then that really upset carolyn and then of course danny and lauren now besties danny totally piled on with that too about how like erratic and emotional carolyn is and carolyn's trying to diffuse the situation and just talk about how she's just going through the iterations and it's making her lose sleep and then when jeff is like get some sleep carolyn i was even like what the heck jeff That
1: just seemed to belittle her. I want to break down this entire dynamic because this happens in society so much. So first of all, Carolyn's whole theme at this tribal is saying that When she's at camp, she doesn't sleep because she's constantly running through different scenarios. This is a sentiment that pretty much everyone at every tribal ever always says like, oh, this game is so tough because we're just switching between what's happening all the time. Keep in mind, Jamie has also said similar things like, oh, the plan changes. I mean, Heidi's said it at different tribals of, oh, I'm getting in this car and someone's picking me up. This is such a generic survivor term i totally agree
0: totally what all survivor players have said but to hear all of them say that with me thinking
1: where the heck is the strategy this season i was really surprised to hear it but my point is that carolyn's not saying anything new this is basically like a throwaway comment but it's her it's her opinion and i'm saying that everyone has agreed with this opinion at some time or another But then, when Jeff asks Danny if he agrees with this, of course, Danny, never wanting to be on the same side as Carolyn, has a differing opinion. And he, of course, compares it to being a boxer. Whatever. He can have that opinion. That's fine. But then to have everyone switch everyone who has agreed with carolyn view her and her standpoints as oh that's too emotional oh that's crazy she's the hysterical female that happens all the time okay a woman has an opinion and a man has an opinion but then because for whatever reason people have the misconception that men are more powerful or maybe they're scared to disagree with the man or they want to be on the man's good side whatever lauren folded and agreed with Danny. Jamie, who has constantly spoken up about feeling the same way that Carolyn was talking about, had suddenly nothing to say. Jeff, the host, who is supposed to be objective. Carolyn talks about not getting sleep, and Jeff says, well, maybe if you get some sleep, who knows what way you'll be thinking, implying that if she had just gotten sleep, that she could maybe see what Danny is seeing.
0: Yeah, like that she wasn't thinking correctly. It hit me the exact same way. And then Jeff asks, what, are you mad at me now? And she's like, yes. And he's like, why? And I also thought, Jeff Probst, if there's ever a guy that understands it from other people's perspective, it's you. And you don't see why that would be insulting to her. You just told her to get some
1: sleep so she could think about it better. I know. And he was like, Why are you mad at me? That was giving me the energy of like when men are like, Don't be angry, sweetheart. Like, that's not a good look for a woman.
0: Yeah. And props to Carolyn to literally drop it and be like, No, it's fine. And realize that she was going to get nowhere. Because you know what? That's what a lot of women have to do. We just have to go along and say, No,
1: never mind. It's all good. Never mind. It's- Everything's perfect. I know. And laugh and be like, "Huh, it's okay that everyone just turned against me and laughed or whatever. It might sound like, oh, we're blowing this out of proportion, but it would never happen the other way with Danny. No one would ever tell Danny to get some sleep so he can think better. And then Danny's allowed to make these bold opinions. And then when Carolyn wants to defend herself and explain what she was saying and explain why she doesn't agree with Lauren's idea of experienced players, when, by the way, this is all their first time playing, then Danny goes, oh, okay." that is the most annoying thing that men do all the time. It's like, okay, Carolyn's having a reaction because of something you said, looking at her like, oh, you're crazy, like. Oh, why are you getting so riled up even though I just did this to you? The fact that then Danny went home was so great after all of that.
0: That's the one bright side of this is that Carolyn did get her revenge and I'm just grateful that happened. But can I just say one more thing about Danny and his just acting like he had the whole game in the bag the way he sauntered into vote and him saying like that he trusts people who have the same needs as he did as he does and I thought Danny this is survivor how are you estimating whether or not other people have the same needs that you do Because they could be lying to you. Like, you're deciding what everybody's needs are and then that's how you can trust them. He was the exact player that goes home because they think they know everything. And the fact that he did go home is why I wanted to sing Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead.
1: But the fact that when he left, he said poetic justice, knowing that it's been like Carolyn and him having this brawl just makes me even more upset. Honestly, you would think it would make me like... Okay, maybe he has a little self-awareness that he knows that she really wanted him gone and that she kind of won this battle. But to me, I'm just like more annoyed by that because I'm like, you know how annoying you've been egging her on with your comments at Tribal trying to get a rise out of her.
0: Poetic justice and him yelling great move. Yeah, that made me like him a little bit. And I was like, no, stop, stop. Cringe also to the Robert De Niro impression, although it was pretty good. So I think Jeff might have been surprised that Danny went home because I think he thought Carson was going home. Normally, if Jeff has a sense of it, he asks the person what the game meant to him. And Carson's response was pretty amazing, which... When Jam Jam says, we are all so impressed by Carson, what's a target on Carson's back? And if I was Jeff, I would have definitely thought Carson was going home too. But what was weird to me was when Carolyn told Carson, I think you're the target.
1: And he was so surprised. That's the thing that stops me from completely like cheering on Carson is because I like him and you know I've enjoyed him overall, but I don't cheer for him in the same way I do for Carolyn. Because throughout the entire game, I feel like he has thought he's tricking everyone at every step and has convinced everyone he's just this little innocent kid, which has worked for far too long, in my opinion. But he does come across sometimes like, what? You guys are going after me? Like, I
0: thought I was fooling all of you, which makes me think he is kind of a little kid. (laughs) I know. Though maybe he hasn't been the mastermind behind a lot of it. I don't know. You might be right. It might be Jam Jam.
1: Yeah, I really think it is Jam Jam. And even like you just mentioned, Jam Jam should host a masterclass on the backhanded compliment with people not knowing the backhanded element of it. Because saying like, oh, we're all so proud of Carson and look how far he's come. Jam Jam is giving this seemingly on the surface compliment of, yeah, we're so proud of Carson, but it's really... Showing to the rest of the people there, yeah, Carson has done a lot. So since we know that Jam Jam is willing to cut people loose, what do you think is going to happen going forward with the three? I don't think it's going to stay a three. I think it's going to next time turn into a two because now Jam Jam thinks Carolyn's a target with playing the idol, but he's already been willing to get rid of Carson So who do you think will last? And then also how do the other three people come into play? Because I still think Heidi is in a good position.
0: It's kind of crazy that I agree with you that Heidi is in a good position because Heidi just seems to be on the wrong side of the vote all the time. So, but I still agree with you. She's in a good position. She did not play her idol, which is so good for her that she has it. So she'll be able to make final five. In terms of the three of them, there is so much potential great strategy that could now happen. And yes, one of the three of them, if any of them want to win a million dollars, needs to go home. And this next episode is the time to do it.
1: I think that Jam Jam is going to pull in Heidi to be his, maybe not number one, but definitely his number two and get rid of, like, he's going to use Heidi as a number to get rid of either Carson or Carolyn. Because remember when Danny and Heidi and someone else, I forget, are talking at the water well about potentially getting rid of Jam Jam, and Heidi's like, yeah, I'll do it, but let's be honest, it's going to be really hard to write his name down. We've seen that Heidi feels some sort of connection to Jam Jam, and I feel like that they will vote together.
0: Yeah, all these kumbaya moments and these relationships and these meditation sessions that they've been doing together, those, whatever actual bonds have been formed that are the most real and the most authentic, I think next episode is going to help someone win a million dollars. Because you've got Lauren and Jamie that maybe will be up for grabs and you have Heidi who looked like she was maybe establishing a relationship with Carolyn, but you're right, I think does really feel connected to Jam Jam as well. I don't know who Carson can go to, but for strategy, Carson, Carolyn, and Jam Jam need to separate and figure out how they're going to pull Heidi, Lauren, and or Jamie to better their own game and to be sitting there at the end in a position to win.
1: Yeah, that's why I think that Even though Carolyn's like the number one person I'm rooting for, I feel like Jam Jam is playing the best game because there has been moments where Heidi has tried to form this tight bond with Carolyn. And it's been Carolyn who has the one who hasn't solidified it. Like when all the girls were at that reward and they all had that idea to get rid of Danny and then they get back to camp and it was Carolyn who said, well, maybe we should just get rid of Heidi
0: yeah, you're totally right. That, if Heidi knows about that, that Franny and Carolyn are the ones that voted her for her during that vote, that could have been a, an expensive mistake. You're right, because that actually could make it so Heidi won't work with Carolyn. In order
1: for Carolyn to win, who do you think she should be with in the final three? Because even if she has done more than Carson or Jam Gym, which I don't know if that's true... But even if that, I just feel like the jury wouldn't give it to her because you've got to look at who's on the jury now, like the bros of Brandon and Danny have always been rooting against her. And, you know, Kane will probably vote for whoever they do. And what do you think she has to do?
0: I think she needs something else for her resume. So she's going to have to cut Jam Jam. I don't even know if it'll be good enough to cut Carson because everybody knows Carson needs to go. For her to win, she can only sit at the end with Jamie and Lauren. Like, that's her only shot. And hopefully she can figure that out. I think that Danny would potentially vote for Carolyn against Jamie and Lauren because he said, great move. So far, Jamie and Lauren have had no moves. So yeah, I think
1: she needs to go there. And I don't know that she will. For a brief moment during this episode, I did want Lauren and Jamie to kind of pull something together. and. And get rid of the one of the the three stooges because I was like, come on, they've been controlling the votes ever since the merge, and like they're the most powerful in the game. So you know you want that aspect of rooting for the underdog to to rise above. But then I was like, no, Carson Jam, and Carolyn got to that point they're at of being in the power position because the entire game. They were the underdogs. They were the misfits. So it's like, I'm going to continue to root for them because they did what we all want to see. The underdogs did rise above. Yeah, if you take out the fact
0: that they're actually playing for a million dollars, the perfect game ending would be for the three of them to sit together at the end. And if that does happen, I think I'm still going to be happy because it was pretty amazing. You're right. They came in there, three Tika, and the other teams looked so much stronger and had so many more members at the merge. And for three Tika to still be then sitting there <laughs> at the end would still be fantastic, even if it means Carolyn probably won't win. And because I love Jam Jam and Carson too. I, they, they're they all amazing. So you're right. Let's We can continue to root for the underdog.
1: Yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, I would be happy if any of the three of them won.
0: As usual, Han, cannot wait for next week's episode. Thank you all for listening, and we will see
1: you next week. Bye.